Welcome back to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish and with me is Ryan McDowell. We've been uh, known for com- our commissioning over the years and got together a couple of years ago, almost exactly, just over two years, like two years in a month, right, Ryan? Yes, we're, we're just coming off our anniversary. I yeah. can tell you, you almost said welcome to the bull rush. I know it. I could hear I, it in your voice. I was so close. <laughs> uh, we had a bull rush episode released just 20 minutes ago. So, um, or as you're listening to this yesterday or the day before or six months ago, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if you are new to this commission impossible show, uh, all episodes are pretty evergreen, which means you can uh, do what many people do and binge them, which we love. We love that people binge these. Uh, we get messages all the time. You know what? I want to read you. I'm going to look for this while I'm trying to open the show. Um, I'm trying to get better at uh, writing descriptions. for this, And I'll, at some point, I'll go back to the early episodes so people know what's in each one. Uh, what we do here is go over listener questions, bad commissioner stories, interesting league ideas that people have sent us, uh, go over some of our ideas that have now become popular. And uh, we answer just about every single email we get. I think we're, we have 44. I think I checked yesterday and we have 44 in our inbox right now, Ryan. And that's not counting what's in this file. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But you can email us at commishpod at gmail.com. Now let's get on to the show, right, Ryan? Let's do it. This is going to be a fun one. I know. I wanted to read you uh, read you this thing. I can see if I can find it. Uh, I have my DMs open on Twitter, and I got a DM from someone just over the the course of this last week that he said he created a Twitter account to um, ask a Commission Impossible question and, and to follow us because of commission impossible. And I'm like, how did you even hear about commission impossible without a Twitter account? <laughs> it, it shocks me every time that somehow we have all these listeners. The, I think this episode is probably going to go over the quarter million mark on listens. Um, not this episode, but all of them combined. Maybe and this episode, maybe possibly. this episode. Yeah. It'd be a huge episode. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it, it's crazy how many people listen and how many international listeners and people not even on Twitter just somehow find it. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely appreciate we everyone do. listening. It's, it's fun for us because uh, yeah, for, for some crazy reason, this, this commissioning thing and running these leagues coming up with uh, new and, and unique leagues is, it has been a passion of, of both Scott and myself. And uh, if, if we can somehow help anybody else share through our experiences, then uh, then we'd love to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I might do some editing to that open, <laughs> just so it doesn't sound so so braggy. I shouldn't have mentioned the two and the quarter million were were coming around. Um. So what we're gonna do today is we've been talking about this for weeks now is a, we're going to kind of draft or, or maybe just, you know, go back and forth, but kind of draft uh, settings that we would want in a new league. Um, Ryan, Ryan, do you want to try to describe it? Uh, sure, sure. I can do or did, that. Was that good enough? <laughs> that, that was a good start. That was a good effort. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I tried. Basic, basically the idea is that uh, Scott and myself are going to uh, take turns, like he said, and and the idea is to build what, in our opinion, is the perfect league. And and we've said so many times on here that uh, when talking about rules and settings and formats and and all of those pieces, 
that make up a dynasty league. If it works for you and your your 11 buddies or, or whatever the case might be, then that's great. It works for you. We're not here certainly to judge or to say any, really any one setting is, is right or wrong. Uh, so, so these are all going to be a matter of opinion. I'm sure we will pick some settings that you might not like, but hopefully you can take all of these things, uh, make them your own. And, and maybe we'll even see some real leagues kind of like this forming. That would, that would be fun, Scott. That would be pretty awesome. Or maybe we'll, we'll create one for a listener league. No, that's probably what will happen. Actually. <laughs> we might, I don't know. I, we both have so many leagues. It's, <laughs> it's tough to commit to something like that uh, right now. But uh, do you want, this was your idea, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, it feels like at this point, uh, this was your idea. Do you want the number one pick my man? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Because there is, um, there's a format, a setting, I guess we can call it. And, and I don't think I'm going to get any pushback from you on this one. But this would be my priority. If I'm joining a new league, and, and certainly if I'm creating a new league, I want it to be an auction league. So our league, <laughs> yeah. our league is going to be an auction league. Everything is auction. No drafts in this league. Uh, if you're talking about a, a rookie we're doing auctions. If you're talking yeah. about dispersals, we're doing auctions. Everything is auction. Uh, and the, the only thing I guess we didn't mention is that this league has – our rules and our settings that we're choosing here have to coincide. They have to work, they have well. to work together. Yep. Right. So you, you could not now choose to do a draft. That's, nope. that's off the table. That piece yep. has been decided. Ryan well, and – Scott's perfect league is an auction league. And I, just, like I said, I think you agree with that. Yeah. Just to let you know, I have about 12 things I wrote down and one of them says all auctions, startup and rookie, seriously, all auctions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the way you described it, I'm like, I thought to myself, that's exactly how I was going to phrase it. Yeah, in the in the kitchen sink leagues, I think we have as many as five or six auctions every off season, um, and and I know you're in a similar situation with your main leagues, yep. capitalist pigs. They so, don't have quite as many, but yeah, it's I think it's three or four or five, something like that. Four yeah. maybe. All right, so I just like I said, I wanted to get that out of the way. We agree on that, but that's <laughs> that's how important we think auction is. That it's yes. our number one choice. What about you? Oh man. See, I was, I was, I went straight to, uh, I, I went to, I, I, the, I went the easy routes first as well. And, uh, this is getting no pushback as well because, and maybe I should leave it for you because I know you're also going to do it. But at the top of my list was Superflex. Yep. Because I, I'm in one league now of all my leagues, one league that's not Superflex. Um, and it's very frustrating as an owner of Pat Mahomes and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo that uh, that's oh. that's um for the, for my future of that league I I can't trade one of them because it's a one quarterback league they just don't have the right amount of value and now I'm yeah you know, whatever yeah. I I want my super flex I want my super super I don't know <laughs> I shouldn't try to do it. <laughs> So yeah, and again, that certainly agree with you. That would be that that was my my second choice as well. That's what I would have picked. And I think that I think we're going to get some value and hopefully the listeners get some value out of hearing these things that 
that we so strongly agree with each other on. But I'm also interested to to come to the ones that maybe either we disagree or our main leagues uh, are are not similar in some of these ways, just to hear some different opinions. Um, so I think for my kind of along those lines, for my third choice or the, the third choice, I'm going to make this a contract league. Okay. Uh, the kitchen sink leagues are contract leagues. I don't believe your pigs leagues are. No. Um, so any any thoughts on contract leagues in general? Y- you do know that I'm I am not a huge fan of contract leagues. Um, yes, I feel like they they limit me too much. Um, right. But I I like that people play them. I think they're they're kind of awesome. They were fun when I played them. I just I just felt I got. I got a good pace going of building up a, a superstar team and then I couldn't keep it going because, <laughs> because of those dang contracts. Yeah. Um, which, so, which is the thing, but uh, yeah, it's, it is what it is. People, people like contracts. I, I, they are fun. I definitely get that. And, and uh, you know, it's hard to get rid of some of these guys. I've got some, some stacked rosters right now and, and plenty of, of the owners in my leagues do that, uh, they're going to have to. They're going to have to lose a good player. Last yep. year, I had to trade who. Last year, I had to trade Julio Jones at uh, at a discount below market value because uh, I was in a situation where I was probably going to lose him or lose uh, another valuable player. So, I, I I get your feelings on that. I feel like it helps the league long term, though. Not not allowing the because later in dynasty leagues, a lot of times you'll get a couple really 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 good teams. I feel like contract contracts help battle against that well that's what i was going to say i I know we've talked about it a lot uh you know in in our own conversations about how active the pigs leagues are and there's so many trades and maybe maybe we'll get into some of the reasoning on that later so it seems like this hasn't been an issue for for your leagues but i had some leagues that were not contract leagues and honestly after a while these leagues are, are 10 plus years old after a while, they kind of grew a little stale. Yep. I had the same players on my team for seven or eight years. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I, several years ago, I built a team around uh, Aaron Rodgers and, and AJ Green and Julio Jones and Gronk and Jimmy Graham. And I've got all those guys still. And, and, and that's been great in, in most years. But, you know, other owners in my league might not think it's so great uh, as, as they've. Um, you know, maybe struggled to, to build those competitive rosters. So I I like that contracts really do kind of force your hand. They Mm -hmm. force activity. They force players to uh, move around to different teams. Yes, absolutely. And I have an interesting, uh, we haven't had an interesting, this was a DM I got actually about uh, his idea for commission impossible based on something we said in our last episode. So not this episode, but next episode, this is a tease uh, next episode, a, a new, a new way of looking at a possible contract league Um based on something we talked about in the last episode. We'll, we'll do that in the next episode. Episode mm-hmm. 24, we'll have that. This is episode 23, I believe. So, um, yeah, yeah I, thought it was, I thought it was really interesting. I, I can't wait to discuss it with you. But since, uh, since we went contract, I'm going to go a little off board here. Uh-oh. I'm, I'm a little scared. No, no, I actually think <laughs> you're going to like this. Maybe not. 
uh, the way I do um, some uh, pigs two and pigs three, and I did this back in the day, like 10 years ago is I like my, my payouts, my prizes to be based on advancement in the playoffs. Meaning if you make the playoffs, you get this much money. You advance around, you get this much more money. You advance another round, you get this much more and you win it. You get a, another chunk. I, I, it's, it's different than just paying out one, two, three, but of course one, two, three gets money. Uh, I like getting money for making the playoffs. And then I like getting money for each round you advance it. It adds a little something for me when you're in that first round and you advance and you're like, Oh, I made the playoffs and I advanced one round. I already have my money back. Now everything else is, is just gravy. I, I really, really enjoy that. So I would throw that into a league. All right. I like that one too. I actually, um, actually have that format for my hyperactive leagues, which were my first leagues that I commissioned. Those were the ones that I mentioned had actually, despite their name, it actually has act, have actually grown a little stale. Yeah. Uh, so I'm working, I'm working this off season to shake them up and, and make some changes there. So definitely no argument with that payout structure. Uh, and, and in that format, are you also rewarding like the the season long scoring champ? In the pigs leagues, we do. Right. Okay. All right. Yep. yep. There's there's season long scoring champ. There's season long best record, and there's money to. Well, it's uh, we'll probably talk about that later. But yeah, I I like prizes for advancement in the playoffs instead of just one two or one two three. Okay, I'm going to keep this going, and I can't imagine you would disagree. With this rule, this format, this setting, I'm going to make this a Devi league. Yeah, and of course, you are known as the as the creator of Devi leagues. No, well, I've been which, playing since '99. I've seen I've seen a few people with earlier Devi rosters, but I will. Eh, say, I don't the, think so. <laughs> I will say that I was writing about Devi and pushing it in the industry before Twitter existed. Think about that. I yeah, was writing Devi articles before Twitter existed. I, I'm in, I, I'm in good company here for sure. Uh, that's that's a great, uh, a great idea to bring to fantasy that that you brought. And uh, I mean, the great thing about it is, is it's so simple and obvious. It's one mm-hmm. of those like, ah, oh, why didn't I think of that? That's yeah, that's a, a great idea. But uh, so, like I said, I I don't I didn't think you'd disagree with that one too much. A point I always like to make, and I really want to make for those people who uh, maybe they don't like college football or might or don't like or don't pay any attention in a Debbie league, you don't have to. You can trade those. All it is is more tradable assets. Yeah. If you're someone who doesn't care about that stuff, it's just more tradable assets. Trade those away for things you do want. Trade those picks or that auction money away for things you do want. Uh, so I, I'd say even if you don't like Devi, play in a Devi league just for just to have more tradable asset that you can get things you want with. Yeah, absolutely. I've uh, as each year about this time as I'm trying to fill uh, orphan teams in the kitchen sink league, which is a Devi league. Uh, every, occasionally, I will hear that comment of "Oh, I, I don't watch college football" or "I've never yeah. played in a Devi league," and and there's a little bit of of intimidation there. And, uh, I, I understand that because 10 years ago, that was me. Like, yeah. eh, I, I know about my team and maybe I know about the top couple teams, but I, I, I'm not really comfortable, you know, doing, 
doing a whole draft, which is really funny looking back on that because my first Debbie league was the backyard brawl leagues run by our buddy, Steve Wyramski. Mm -hmm. And at the time that format was everybody got to roster one Debbie player. We had a one round Debbie draft. And, and even that was intimidating to me at at, at that point. Like, (laughs) Oh, I I don't know if I can name 12 college players. And eh, we've, we've come a long way since then. Um, So we've got, we've got an auction league a Devi league. We're using contracts. We're obviously using super flex uh, lineups and we've got some payouts rewarding teams for advancing each round of the playoffs. What else do we have, Scott? So you just went Devi. Devi. That's it. And of course, mixed in with our earlier rule, that means every off season we'll have a Devi auction as well. We've got a Devi auction. We've got a startup auction. We've got a rookie auction and, uh, with contracts, that brings a free agency auction as well. That's how you get up to five or six auctions. Oh, man. Okay, so I am going to – oh, boy, there's so many places to go. I think I'm going to go with something near and dear to my heart that you won't even you, you won't even balk at, uh, having a small amount of money from the league pot go to charity. Ah, uh, Yes. I don't, I don't think anyone's going to be mad at that in this league we we're creating, but uh, I don't know if it'll be one entry fee or if each person will just chip in five bucks, each team or whatever, but uh, some, some, some charity angle decided on by the owners uh, should be a part of any league that I'm going to be a part of. I like that. I, uh, you know, regrettably, I would say I have not made that a part of my leagues, but I, I really think I should obviously, uh, great stuff being done through your leagues, through fantasy cares. And yeah, no, nobody should say a bad word about that. Even, even if they think bad thoughts, they shouldn't say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's your turn. I, I honestly can't decide between the rest of these. I have- All right. I've, I know where I'm going next. Um, we actually had on the DLF podcast recently, we had a discussion uh, along these same lines about rules and settings that we enjoyed. And Scott, your leagues came up and I, I don't play in any of the pigs leagues. I, re- I probably should, but I always feel that way about kitchen sink too. I'm like, I'm not in any. And I, every year I feel like I should try to snag a spot. And every year I'm just so overloaded. I worry that I'll be, you know, <laughs> a bad owner. Well, let me tell you, after I heard this, I don't, I don't know if I will jump in a pigs league 20 roster spots really that's it it's a 14 teamer my my and it's 25 next, roster spots okay well that's a little better my my rule is going to be large roster size uh, i'm going to define that as uh, at least 28 man rosters so i would love to hear why you opted for what i would call smaller or, or maybe medium sized rosters um why did i (laughs) well let's uh let's do the let's do the math on uh 20 it's 20 in season with five taxi and five ir okay Um, okay is 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 what it is and then it's 25 in the off season but uh let me see and then that i'm doing some math here 
equals that divided by 12. So ba basically, it's like a 24-man roster spot in a normal dynasty, plus five taxi, plus five IR. Um, because it's 14 teams. It's 20 yeah. roster spots, 14 teams. Um, I have long contemplated actually moving it up. But yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I kept it that shallow. It forces at least something on the waiver wire, I guess. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty low. It's the lowest of any of my leagues. All my other leagues are like 30, 35, 40. And we're talking just QB running back, wide receiver, tight end only, obviously. Right. I, I guess my, my only hesitation with the smaller rosters in, in your league format that we're talking about with Capitalist Bigs is that it is a super flex league. So yeah, when, and, and this is the point I made on the DLF podcast, when you go from a one quarterback league where fewer than 32 quarterbacks are worth a roster spot, right? right. Like, like maybe 25 are. Yep. Um, and, and then you go to super flex format. Now every starter and almost every backup are worth a roster spot. So yep. now you're talking about maybe, maybe 50 or, or even, 55 quarterbacks are worth roster spots. That's where the, the 20, uh, 20 in season, even with the IR and, and the uh, taxi becomes a little tight. I mean, I, I like the challenge. I like that. The also another note on the taxi, you can keep five rookies on there at all times. Meaning if you, if you, if Saquon Barkley has a bye week you can put him on your taxi oh, okay. and bring him back. Yeah, so, you, so you've got some flexibility mixed in there for sure. So there's a lot more flexibility with that. But yeah. yes, uh, I'm not trying to defend it too much. I have honestly considered having it larger myself. But yes, you're completely right. You, every team should have at min like all the starters are taken and then a good amount of the backups are taken in, in a super flex. So with uh, 14 teams, that means everybody's rostering three to four, three to five quarterbacks. All right. Well, yeah. don't listen to that episode. I said some really bad things about you. And <laughs> we'll, we'll just pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. No, not really. I didn't. <laughs> All right, Scott, what is next? All right. Um, well, I was going to go with, uh, I think there's got to be some sort of tight end premium. I don't know how you feel about tight end premiums but I feel like it needs some sort of tight end premium. But if you've listened to me anywhere else before, um, the numbers are very, very against two tight end. Um, and the last two years have been absurdly awful for two tight end. I would advise highly against two tight end, two tight end, but I would definitely advise towards uh, pumping up those, uh, those tight end uh, points to make them more valuable. Yeah, I certainly agree. Tight end premium was on my list. So let's let's kind of nail down because I think at this point there are three, I, I guess, three rules or settings that people think about when they talk tight end premium. The traditional is one and a half PPR. I think that's probably the norm. That's what we use in kitchen sink leagues. Uh, some leagues have moved to two points, so two PPR for tight ends. And then the other one that you mentioned is requiring two tight end starters. And I knew that was uh, not something you were in favor of. So right. let, let's go to the PPR options. Do you think it should be one and a half PPR or two, uh, two PPR? If it's only PPR, I think it should be two. 
I don't know that one and a half does quite ju- just doesn't do quite enough. Um, the when I've crunched the numbers for SFB, it, it feels like one and a half doesn't do enough. What I did for SFB eight this last year is I had half PPR, half points per first down, and then doubled it for tight end. So they're getting double what uh, what the wide receivers and running backs are getting. Um, if you go from one PPR to 1.5, that's obviously only one and a half times. I, I feel like you need to be closer to double. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I wish I wish when I was starting kitchen sink, I'd either gone with two or maybe even start two tight ends. At, at this point, obviously, I'm, I'm not going to change it uh, when, once the league is well underway. But I think I, I totally agree with you. The one, 1. 1.5 is just not not a huge difference. One thing that I do, and and we can kind of go this way. I'll just I'll just make this my my selection right here, and we'll continue this conversation. One thing I do is multiple flex spots. Um, so mm-hmm. essentially, I require uh, minimum starters at each of the three positions, meaning running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Uh, you only have to start one, and then all of the rest of the starting spots are flex. Mm-hmm. So. I think maybe the 1.5 or even the two PPR for tight ends mixed in with the, the flex spot. So if you, if you want to start a second tight end due to the, due to the scoring premium, you have that choice, but you're not required to. Um, so I will make my pick multiple flex spots. So we're looking at lineups of one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, and uh, and one super flex, obviously, we've already decided that. That gets us up to five. And what do you think, Scott? Five more flex spots to give us 10 total? That's usually what I do. Um, I have zero leagues that have under four. <laughs> All of my leagues have four flex or more. So I'm right, I'm right with you on that. Um, because you're only going one wide receiver, I would go fly, five flex spots. Yeah. I, 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 like, I like starting 10. I have a couple that do 11 and most of mine do 10 now. All right. So it's, it's back to you. Oh man. So we've uh, done that. Okay. Here's where I think I'm going to go. I think that your playoffs making the playoffs should be half on record, half on points. How do you feel about that, Ryan? I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I actually had, uh, you probably would have gone more like four, two or. Um, I might have gone for two, but but I I don't have a huge argument for for three and three. See, I'm I'm fine with four two two. It also depends on how you, if you you're doing one division or if you're doing like multiple divisions. Because in multiple divisions, I do feel like the top record in each division should get in. You know, and then you go to right, and then you go to points and re- record, and then points after that. But um. I I like I like anywhere from three slash three to five slash one. You just got to make sure at least the last spot is on points, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that, and and I like the the three and three. That's a little different than than I've done in my leagues, but I, I certainly don't have any argument for that. It it does kind of contradict one of the other rules that I had on my list, which was victory points for playoffs. So. <laughs> I like I like that you finally took uh, you, you you negated one of my choices. That's a good thing. 
<laughs> so, somehow we we managed to do one of those. All right. Um, okay, back to me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with one that we've talked about quite a bit on this show uh, over the course of the uh, our, our two years, which is the second chance rule. Um, so with second chance, that, that was literally going to be my next pick. I sniped you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, with second chance, every off season, you get the chance to uh, give up your team, meaning give up all of your players, all of your draft picks, mm-hmm. put them back in the pool. And you essentially take part in a dispersal draft with other owners who make the same choice or also with new owners. So orphan teams that are uh, coming into the league. Uh, it's, it's been a great rule for uh, keeping owners in the league. I think we've, we've had instances in the past where there were people who maybe they had just had, had a rough time building their team. And, and honestly, they were just ready to walk away from it but having the second chance rule to kind of mix it up and, and give them obviously a second chance to build that team, kept them in the league. Uh, and then uh, other, just kind of encouraging that roster shakeup that I was talking about earlier. It, it obviously does that as, as players are being moved around. So second chance rule is in mm, and, nice. and, it's going to be a second chance auction. Yeah. I was good. I, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> that dispersal has to be an auction based on rule number one. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yep. I, I like dispersal auctions. They're oh, man. They, they can be a hassle. <laughs> dispersal auctions can, <laughs> but uh, I was trying to figure out a way to do my pigs dispersal auctions um, easier. I was going to allow them to grab whatever, like we do it immediately after a waiver run. And then the dispersal teams could grab whoever they wanted like even if it was a player that wasn't on one of the teams, mm. but but then I realized all these copies of Devi players are out there too. So I guess I do have to regulate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, it can get messy in, in general. When you, if you've done, I don't know, I assume you've done some dispersal drafts in the past. Yep. <laughs> have you, have you, um, do you typically allow players that are on the waiver wire to be included in that? I had never have. But yeah, uh, I, I don't either. think I'd be super against it, but I, because all my, all my leagues have been deep enough usually, especially the 35, 40 man roster ones, but uh, I never have before. No, I guess it depends on if your league's waiver wire is open. Yeah. So if you're le- if you typically have an open waiver wire or, or if you have waivers that are processed once a week or something like that, even through yep. the off season. Yep then I think you can make those that free argument. agents. I think you can make those free agents available in a dispersal. I agree. But if the, if the waiver wire has been locked down since week 16 and, and maybe we're starting to see players gain value. And, and we're talking of course, later in the, in the off season through free agency or, or something like that. Um, then I would say, no, I would say not to include those free agents. hundred percent agree with you on that. So I'm going to screw with your league now. Oh, we're getting down to the points where, where this, this might be screwing up the way you uh, like things, <laughs> but I'm going to go with 14 teams times two, 28 team league. It's double copy. You can trade with everyone. 
All right. So this is, this is going to be a good discussion. I don't know if anybody else will care about this, but uh, this is something I've been wanting to talk to you about for a while. Okay. When you have the multiple copies. Yes. You can't have contracts. Oh, that sucks. That's it, right. You, at least you'd have, to keep, you'd have to keep track of stuff really hardcore because MFL yeah. doesn't really allow it. Right. They, so they keep the same amount of money. All right. Let's just make it a 14 team league then. But that's, well, that really sucks. Yeah. So I know that people do do multiple copy uh, contract leagues though. And, and keep track of it in a Google doc. I'm almost positive. Zach Boehner's does that. Okay. I may have to reach out to him then uh, because uh, I've, I've kind of had a league idea in mind, but it didn't work because of that. So in, in this ideal league, we don't have to necessarily, you know, give in to the restrictions of any one host. We, we both know we, we love my fantasy league, but yep. I'm, I'm totally good with, 14 teams, double copy, that works for me. All right, let's uh, let's pretend that MFL works it out. <laughs> what do you think? I've seen some of these leagues, and of course, multiple copies were, you know, multiple copies are, are the latest trend, I would say, in, in some of these niche dynasty leagues. Yep. First, first of all, I want to ask you, do you know where that really got started? Because I, I've done the two conferences but essentially two totally separate leagues. I, I don't really consider those multiple copy leagues because you right. couldn't trade with everyone. Right. I've done those for almost 15 years now. Right. And then I think the first true multiple copy league I knew of was capitalist pigs. Do you know of any before that? I don't, uh, before capitalist pigs, not, I, I didn't really see it out there. Uh, multiple copies where you can trade multiple copies with each other. And also I don't remember a whole lot of talk about bankrolls before capitalist league rolling bankrolls. Right. Those are two things that I really don't remember before capitalist pigs at all. And Zach Boehner just got back to me. Uh, He does do um, multiple copy uh, contract IDP league on MFL, but they have a Google sheet to track the contracts. Mm, Okay. All right. that would suck. Yeah, that's that's a that's a lot of work. But but to answer your question, before capitalist pigs, not really. I had tried it once before with friends, and I remember having two Adrian Petersons, and but that wasn't that was like a one year thing, and it wasn't dynasty. It was a just a one year redraft thing. Okay, well that that leads me, I guess, to another question. <clears throat> now that these multiple copy leagues are growing in popularity. What do you think about the ones that go beyond two copies? I've seen. Oh, I have I've, I have a lot of takes on this. I've seen a 96 team league. Yep. With, with eight copies of each player. Yeah. Do you think that's taking it too far? Yep. I, and I'm fine if people like that. Uh, Capitalist pigs two and capitalist pigs three are four copies. And after a couple of years of running them, I feel like it's too much. I feel, and Nathan Powell mentioned this on either the show he came on here or a show I did with him or something that he felt um, two copies, the 28 was just right, just fine. Uh, And I'm with him now. I 
or, or maybe he doesn't. I don't remember. But uh, I'm I'm with that now. I feel like two copies is is where it's at. You know, if one person won't trade you Odell Beckham Jr., you can go to the other guy. But four copies, man, it's it's too hard to look for trades, right? Like you basically have to know who you want and then make that offer to four people. I mean, I would imagine I don't I don't play in leagues like that. I, I do play in one league with three copies, <clears throat> but I would imagine it, it it's just overwhelming at some it is. point. It's completely and that's the word Nathan used is the four copies is just overwhelming. Two copies I I find fine and I, I really enjoy two copies, but four copies is just it's too much for me now. I know there are times in some of my typical leagues where I might um, I might go to the league and my buddy Matt Williamson says says that he camps out in a league, right? He'll just for for a whole week he'll really focus on that one that one team and making improvements. And I do that too. So I'll go to one league and have the 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 idea that I'm gonna make a strong trade offer to every other owner in the league not even necessarily with a player in mind or trying to sell a specific player, but just to improve my team, to get some activity going, whatever the case might be. But in a league like that, if there's 95 other owners, if there's 47 yeah. other owners, you almost think I'm not going to make 47 or 95 offers. So I'm just not going to make any offers. Exactly. Exactly. And one of the biggest problems is that, a lot of times when you look for trades in a normal league, you look at another team and see what their weaknesses are, wh- how you can help them, et cetera. But in a league like that, you're basically just, who do I want? And then you go make offers to uh, all the people with that person, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's really kind of overwhelming. And I think I, I actually need to edit this because as I sat here and thought about it, the league I did before capitalist pigs, we never played it out. We just drafted it and tried it to see if it worked and we never, we never played it. So I might have to edit this because I feel like capitalist pigs is the first one. I remember where you could trade multiple copies across each other. Nice. Yeah. As I, as I, as I sit and think about it as you were talking, but yeah, it's, it's overwhelming. It once, once you're over two for me, it's now overwhelming and I don't, I don't do it. All right, so we've we've got a great league going here. I don't, have... <laughs> I don't do it. I have picks two and picks three. Obviously, I do it, but I don't. <laughs> I don't like it as much as the uh, double copy. All right, gotcha. let's go. Gotcha. <laughs> we've we've got a great league we're building here. I don't have any. <clears throat> I don't have any concern with any of these rules that we've set up. So, Scott, we we might really see this. You never yeah. know. By the way, the fourteen team is because I love how the schedule breaks out. It, you know, you play all thirteen teams in your division at once. Well, I, I like it too because I think it. Uh, we've talked in the past about so many of these rules and settings and things. One of the goals, one of our goals with them, is balancing positional value, and simply moving from twelve to fourteen teams adds value to quarterback, adds mm-hmm. value to running back, adds value to tight end. Oh, definitely. So. Uh, that's that's not a bad thing for sure. You want to see me hit a position hard? Watch me in an auction draft with 14 teams. <laughs> I hit tight end so hard because having an elite tight end in a league like that is huge. But that's 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 game discussion. That's gameplay discussion. Uh, is it my turn or your turn, Ryan? I feel like it we've is, been... yeah we talked we talked for a while on that. It yeah. is my turn. Yeah. 
and I'm going to make an easy pick. I, I could have taken this much earlier. Uh, I know what it is. <laughs> I'm going to go with the toilet bowl rule. Ooh. Uh, which, oh, did I, did I. You surprised su- me. Surprised you on that Not one? what I thought you'd go with. Okay. Uh, so uh, this rule is essentially the non-playoff teams are playing for uh, a chance to win or to earn an additional first round pick. We call that a supplemental first rounder. It's the 113. Actually, in our league, it's going to be the 115 uh, since we have a 14 team league. Uh, but it, it is the pick between the first and the second round. And it's just an incentive to not tear down their teams when they, uh, when they, uh, are out of playoff contention, right. but to, to keep playing, to keep building. And, and certainly once the playoffs arrive to try to earn that extra first rounder. Do, do you have a, do you want to specify the way that toilet bowl is set up? Um, I think that's, that's a separate rule, I think. Okay. So, so we can save that though. I had a way that I was going to have this toilet bowl set up, but I don't think it would work with that rule. It, okay. it it would work, but I personally don't think it'd be as fair. So I'm not going to use it. <laughs> um, I I let, I let, I do my toilet bowls two weeks week fourteen or week fourteen and fifteen of total points. Um, but I don't think that's fair. If it's fair to all the teams going after, you know what I mean. I don't. Oh, think I do. I think that's fine. You think that's fine still? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um. I'm I'm actually going to go back to the money well for the third time. Charity and prizes on advancement. I need I I like leagues with progressive pots. That is another one that that I've never used, or I don't think I've played in any leagues. Uh, actually, I guess Matt Price's uh, red list leagues, I believe, use yeah. a progressive pot. I'm sure they do. Um, yeah. So. Uh, but but we're only one year into that, actually less than one year, so yeah. we haven't haven't run into that yet. Um, yeah, no no issue with that rule. It's another one of those I don't use, but I don't have any issue with. So, and and obviously, sorry, it, it doesn't contradict or conflict with anything else that we've set up. Let, let, let me tell you a couple of the like pigs progressive pods. There's obviously one for double champion in pigs one. That's up to five hundred bucks now. It it adds a hundred bucks every year. Um, but also I have progressive pots in like pigs three, four, first team to get 50 total career wins or a hundred total career wins. Uh, first team to get 20,000 career points, you know, points for stuff like that. So those just build up, um, you know, it may be only 25 or 50 bucks a year, but by the time it's one, it's like, holy crap, I just won 400 bucks out of nowhere. So did, do you feel like with those progressive pots, especially those that are kind of based on season long performance. Do you feel like you saw less productive struggle teams because of that? Nope. You don't weirdly, think- weirdly, there were still productive struggle teams. You'd think there'd be less. And I, I mentioned this uh, the other day. I can't remember what it was. Uh, oh yeah. It was on, it was actually on Voxer. Cause I went on there to answer some questions and stuff. In pigs three, we we allow tanking, and this year I decided, you know what? I haven't productive struggled since the mid two thousands. I'm going to I'm going to purposely tank my team, and then at the end of the season, 
I, I got all this cash because I, you know, for the auctions, because I, I tanked my team. And then I realized I'm basically out of the running for, for a couple of the progressives, unless my team really rocks out. Right. So, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's why I thought that might be the case, but that's interesting. Yeah, no, but there were definitely teams that that did tank it, and uh, we'll see how that works out for me. We'll see if I uh, if I'll be good enough to still make a shot, make a run at those. Um, but yeah, uh, progressive pots or something. And even if it's just win the league twice in a row, you get that progressive pot. Basically, you set a little bit of money aside each year. And it builds until someone wins it, which uh, like a progressive pod for a double champion would be set aside 50 bucks a year. And when someone wins the league back to back, they get that whole pot. That's basically what I'm describing. All right. It is back to me. I know you've, I know, I know what you've done to me in the past in some of these leagues, specifically in SFB. So I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen. This this would be like a top five pick for you. I I was letting you have it too. I was, I let it go all this entire draft. We should, we should wrap this up soon. It, it really should have. We're going to, we're going to have a PPR league. We already yeah, talked about the, we already talked about the tight ends and the, uh, yeah, we talked about the tight ends and the premium we want to give there, but running backs and wide receivers, one PPR, you're not going to get away with any of that standard scoring stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, I I had on mine half PPR half point per first down. But I was just letting it. I was letting it roll because I figured, you know, I'd, I'd let Ryan can have the PPR league. Uh, I only, I only have besides point per first down. I only have one thing left on my on my thing, and I honestly don't care if we have it or not. But okay, what do you got? Rolling bankroll. Yeah, so that's another one yeah, of the. I'm pretty indifferent, and I don't know how well that would work in a contract league. Um, to be honest, so. Uh, so I don't know if it conflicts. I don't know if it if it would either. Honestly, it, it's it's another one of the differences between kitchen sink and capitalist pigs. That uh, in in my leagues we have set amounts of money. We have money that can be used for the rookie auction. We have a separate pool of money that can be used for free agent auctions. A separate amount for Devi auctions and. And obviously that's more for me to keep up with as, as the commissioner, uh, which, which kind of stinks. But uh, in your case, correct me if I'm wrong, it's one pot of money and you can essentially use it however you want on those different auctions and, and yep. waivers and things. Yep. That's for listeners that don't know, that's how a rolling bankroll works, especially in the pigs leagues. You get startup funds, and if you don't want to use all your money in the startup auction, you can save it and roll it over to the next auction, the rookie auction, let's say. And you get mo- you get a rookie auction stipend, and that's th- what goes into one just pot of money that you have, one bankroll. You have one bankroll, and whatever you don't spend, you just roll it to the next auction. And you use that for waivers. You use it for um, every auction you're in. Uh, you when you get your rookie money every year, that just gets thrown into your bank account. When you get your Debbie money every year, it just gets thrown into your bank account. You can spend it on all Debbies, all rookies, whatever you you just the one pot of money is all you got all year. And and every so often you get rookie money added to it, you get Debbie money added to it. It's just it's just one pot of money. Yeah, that would that would definitely bring some new and different strategy does, into yeah. uh 
you know, into a league. And that would, that would be quite different than what we've got in kitchen sink leagues, but not a bad thing for sure. I'm just not sure how it works with contracts though. Right. You know, I, I just, I feel like with contracts, you have caps and whatnot. And with bank rolls, like it's just a whole bunch of money that just keeps adding up, you know? Uh, I don't, I don't know that it, I think they're, I think they might be conflicting someone, someone who's very good at both might be able to figure it out, but I can't right off the top of my head here. Yeah. Uh, So that was the last thing you had. Yeah, sure. If, if we, if it even counts, Um, we'll we'll count it. Uh, I've, I've got a few other things that we can throw in or, or quickly discuss as we wrap up and try to build our perfect league. Um, some of these, I'm almost certain that we agree on having a taxi squad. Again, we we already talked about that. This is a Devi league. So that, that almost goes uh, hand in hand, but I guess maybe not blind bid waivers. We didn't mention, but Oh my gosh. Yeah. That should have been like one oh one. Yeah. I I think that was just one of those. It's really, so obvious. That, yeah, so yeah. so obvious. Similar to auction, similar to Superflex that we we just kind of assumed that we would be using. Um, what about a trade deadline? I, I think we oh. agree that maybe a trade deadline at the at the playoffs and then open trading back up when the playoffs end. Yep, that is ideal for me. All right, we agree on that. Playoff, no trades, no trades in playoffs, basically. Um, and we, we kind of mentioned this as well, some type of free for all playoff, multiple weeks, um, basically not a head to head tournament. What, what are your thoughts there? Oh, the, like the way, the way I do my playoffs is like, uh, the four wild, the wild cards, the four wild card teams to advance just the two top scores of those four. And then the next week, the two buys and the two wild, the two wild card winners play and the top two advance. So that's, that's basically, yeah, that's how I run my playoffs. I didn't have that on my list, but I really should have um, completely agree. That's, that's the way I like to run mine is uh, no head to heads until the championship. It's just the top teams advance each week. All right. You hinted at this one as well. A no tanking rule. Okay. Are you good with it? Wait, you want it? I'm sorry that that tanking is okay, but basically there is no tanking rule. Yes, the, I knew what you, I knew what you're meaning. Uh, that's what I, I'm just surprised. That's your, one you're throwing in there. Well, I, I mostly had it on my list at least to discuss. Okay, um, because I, I I do have rules in my league against it, but we've talked about it on here before. It's it's essentially impossible to govern or to manage beyond the most obvious cases. Um, So it's, it's almost one of those situations where it's just more trouble than it's worth as far as having the rule. And, um, you know, I I appreciate the, well, well, let me, let me put it this way. For a long time, I had some rules in place with our auction especially when it came to our Devi auction where each owner could win three players. That, that was it. They were limited to three players. And, and what ended up happening was we had owners making trades kind of on the side. I'm going to win this player for 
for you. And as soon as I win him, I'll trade him to you because some of those, some of those assets were not tradable. And I was essentially opening the door to collusion by limiting some of these things that were tradable. Right. And I finally got rid of that. And I said, if everybody has their three spots and if you want to trade one of your spots or all three of your spots, you can do that. And, and it kind of just, it, it opened the door to things that were already happening. And I think that's, that's kind of the tanking uh, conversation. It, it's already happening. So let's just go with it. Yeah. That's uh, I, I like that you threw that in there. I, I find at least with pigs three that w- with everybody knowing it, nobody seemed to care. Um, yeah. And especially we brought this up before, but because in this league that we're creating, it's three play three. It's half on record, half on points. That second half is, is based on how well your team does. It has nothing to do with, you know, you playing the tanking team at the wrong time or whatever. So, um, I, I feel like that's, that's a big deal when it comes to, to a, a tanking is okay type of rule. Uh, yeah, I, man, this is a long episode, man. <laughs> I wonder if I should cut it into two. Um, be like, get, hear the rest of our draft next week. But uh, I don't know. It was it was a good one. I think we covered a lot of good stuff. It was a, it was a very good one. It was a yeah, a lot of good stuff. And I guarantee there are like the simplest of simple things that we did not mention. Like, uh, here's a rule: hold your rookie draft a week after the NFL draft. Right? Like we should have picked that. I like that. I like you know, that that, that's my last pick. All right. <laughs> rookie draft in May. <laughs> so. You mean you mean rookie auction? Rookie auction. Excuse me. Yes, rookie auction okay. in May. But uh yeah, that's uh it's a lot of awesome stuff. I'm sure we forgot, you know, we sometimes we're so far in the weeds that we probably forgot some of the most simple, obvious rules that are obvious to us, like no week seventeen championship, right? Oh, <laughs> Playoffs are week 14 through 16, stuff like yes. that. Um, but uh, that is all stuff that we are going to go into deeper um, with all the easy basic ones that you should know or should definitely have in your league. We're going to go into when we are, when we do our, you know, setting up a dynasty league one Oh one episode, which is going to be coming up either, either the next episode after this or two episodes done. Well, I don't know. It's, it's going to be soon though. And, and we will hit on, a bunch of basic stuff that, that every league needs to have. This was more about us just designing our dream league, but uh, we'll go into that later. You excited for that one, Ryan? I am. I am. And I'm really excited, honestly, that this dream league that we came up with is, is really close to both capitalist pigs and kitchen sink. That makes me, makes me feel pretty good about those two leagues that we've got going. (laughs) Pig in the kitchen. Uh, Right. (laughs) <laughs> pigs loose in the kitchen i don't know there's ghost can probably figure out a, a fun name for that he seems to come up with some of the coolest names out there uh, for weeks. i don't know how that happens um who thought of kitchen sink by the way was that you yeah yep that was me all right well capitalist pigs ghost thought of that for me and i saw one the other day that he thought of that was pretty cool too so um yeah go i i'll give full credit to ghost for thinking of capitalist pigs for the name of of my league um I think I think we we gotta get out of here. It's like fifty seven minutes. I love <laughs> so, it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. All right, thank you for listening. If you uh, have uh, comments on this or thought of ideas that you like, you think we should have drafted, or you 
are complaining we drafted something too early or too late, uh, whatever you want to email us, commishpod at gmail.com. You can uh, email us, you know, whatever you want, and we'll probably get it on the show. Listener questions, bad commish stories, interesting league ideas. We have not done that league of the week thing yet because uh, I haven't really fully gone through the uh, the emails <laughs> to look around. But uh, yeah, that's our email, commishpod at gmail.com. For Ryan McDowell at RyanMC23 and myself, Scott Fish at ScottFish24. Those were our Twitter handles. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.